Welcome to this Wednesday evening's live stream on Truth Radio with Pastor Daryl Sparks. It's our prayer this evening that as the word goes forth that you would join with this word in the time of prayer that you would turn your house into a place of prayer. In the time of worship that you would turn your home into a house of worship and allow God's spirit to dwell in your home. Thank you for joining us this evening and we are going to turn this live stream over to Pastor Sparks at this point. God bless you. Oh 
Wednesday evening. It's been a beautiful day here in the state of Oregon today, and it's so great to be able to be with you again tonight on this Wednesday night. I'd like to start with some prayer requests tonight. We need to pray for our nation and the world. We need to pray for President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, and pray for our church family and those that have lost their job, and then also our neighboring churches, and then Bishop and Sister Francis, and then also for backsliders. There are many needs, and I can't name all of them right now, but if you know of a specific need, would you call that out before Lord also while we pray tonight? Would you join me and let's pray. Lord, we pray for our nation, Lord, of this United States of America right now. We pray, oh God, that you would touch this nation, Lord Jesus. We're not asking for healing, but we're asking God that your perfect will to be done in this situation. I pray, Lord, that you would touch this nation and the world, God, and use what's going on in our world right now for your glory and for your honor to turn minds and hearts, Lord, back to you. Pray, God, that you would help the leaders, Lord, in every state across this nation. Help them with all of the decisions that they make, God, as those decisions affect many people. Pray, Lord, you would be with our world leaders around the world, God, and all of those that are tough, placed with tough decisions, God, that they must make. I pray, God, that you would be with President Trump 
and Vice President Mike Pence. Help, O oh Lord, these men, God, in their position of leadership. I pray, God, that you would give them wisdom, Lord, to make the tough yet right decisions. I pray, God, that you would lead them, keep them, protect them, Lord. Put a hedge, God, of protection around them, Lord, and about their families. Give them strength physically in their body, Lord, and let your direction, God, be done in their life. I pray, God, for our church family, each and every one of them, Lord Jesus, today, God, that you would strengthen them. Those that may be discouraged, Lord, that you would encourage them and lift them up, O oh God, tonight. Lord, help those, Lord, that are in the midst of their battle, God, that realize, Lord, that you are in control. Pray, God, for those that have lost their jobs, God, that you would provide their needs. I know, God, that you are a provider. You're the one, Lord, that can hear our prayers, God. You know where every one of us are at right now, Lord. Your will to be done in our lives, Lord, through all of these things that we are going through. I pray, God, you would be with our neighboring churches. Be with Brother and Sister Brock, God, and his church family there. Pray, God, you would be with Brother and Sister Wiggins, Lord, and the church family in Hillsboro. Pray, God, you would be with Brother and Sister Huffman, Lord, and their family and their church, God. Protect them and keep them and help them. Pray, Lord, you would be with Brother and Sister Williams. And, Lord, also, God, for their family, Lord, and for their church. And Lord, for Brother and Sister Barbosa and their family, God, and also, Lord, for our Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters. Lord, be with all of them and help them. Be with our district superintendent, Lord, for the graves. Give him wisdom, Lord Jesus, and all of the pastors and all the churches across the state of Oregon and across this nation. I pray, God, you would be with Bishop and Sister Frances, Lord. Help her, God, as she walks through this time, that you would give her strength and help her, Lord Jesus, to face this difficult time she's battling physically in her body. Pray, God, that you would also, Lord, touch the minds and the hearts of backsliders. That you lead them, Lord, back to you and help them, God, to recognize you are in control. Lord, help us tonight in rightly dividing the word of truth and handling your word, your perfect will to be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, it's great to have all of you with us tonight. And you may want to get your Bible for this Bible study tonight. We're going to look at several verses, and I'll be reading several verses tonight. So you may want to get your Bible. Might also encourage you to take notes if you would like, and then you can refer back to these notes. I know some have told me that they have been taking notes of our sermons so they can remember them later, and so that would be a good thing if you wanted to. Hopefully you've got your Bible, and uh, tonight I want to speak on this subject. Has your God changed? Has your God changed? The key word for our message tonight is remember. And the word remember means to exercise memory, to recollect, to rehearse, to make mention of, to be mindful of. Someone say, remember. Remember. I hope you will remember this message tonight. Humanity is cursed with a short-term memory when it has to do with good, positive, constructive things that happen to us. And we are cursed with a long-term memory when it has to do with negative and destructive things that happen to us. In Genesis 9, God set a precedent in regards to remembering. Twice in two separate verses in chapter 9, the writer uses the word Remember, God knows everything about humanity. God understands that humans tend to forget quickly. 
And can somebody say amen to that? And it seems like we forget even more quickly as we get older. So God decides to place a small reminder in the sky. The rainbow serves as a tr triggering device to prompt our memory of the promises of God. But it also is a reminder to God. Every time you see a rainbow, it causes us to remember the story of Noah. I want to draw your attention to Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse number 15. Verse number 15 of Deuteronomy chapter 5. And remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. The second word in that verse says, remember. God wants us to remember. Joshua chapter 4 and looking at two verses, verse 8 and 9. Verse 8 and 9 of Joshua chapter 4. So the Israelites obeyed Joshua and carried 12 rocks from the middle of the Jordan River, run rock for each 12 tribes of Israel, just as the Lord had commanded Joshua. It's interesting, they got these rocks and took them with them because God wanted them to remember, and that was a commandment of God. They carried the rocks with them and put them down where they made their camp. They took them with them to their home. And Joshua also put 12 rocks in the middle of the Jordan River where the priests had stood while carrying the Ark of the Agreement. These rocks are still there today. This memorial was to be served as a reminder. Throughout the Old Testament... God commanded the children of Israel and others to stack up some stones or build an altar as a memorial. Since the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament, and since humanity is still just as human as they were in the Old Testament, even with the Holy Ghost, and I'm not minimizing the power of the Holy Ghost, but I'm talking about our tendencies as humanity. In the New Testament, we hear Jesus making this statement in Matthew 26 and verse 13. Matthew 26 and verse 13. I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. God wanted people to remember what this lady had done. Because there's things that God wants humanity to remember. In Exodus 17 and verse number 14, we find these words. Verse 14 of Exodus 17, And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. There were some things that God didn't want Moses or Joshua to forget. And some things He didn't want them to remember. Psalm 135 and verse number 13. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever, and thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. And thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. God didn't want them to forget. Not just in this generation, but throughout all generations, God wanted them to remember. 
Judges chapter 5 and verse number 11. Judges 5 and verse number 11. They that are delivered from the noise of the archers in the places of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord. Did you get that? There shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of His villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. God didn't want them to forget. Psalm 111 and verse number 2. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endureth forever. Verse 4. He hath made His wonderful works to be remembered. He hath made His wonderful works to be remembered, church. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. God didn't want them to forget. In Psalm 66, Psalm 78, 105, 106, and 111. Each one of these psalms was songs to remember how God brought them out of Egypt. Five different psalms were songs that God wanted them to sing. Why? So they wouldn't forget. It's important to God that His people remember. There are things that God doesn't want you to forget. There are things God is going to forget about you, but there are some things God does not want you to forget. It was so important to God in the Old Testament that He set in place a regular system of remembrance called the feast. Every one of them was used to remind the children of Israel of something God had done for them. The feast of the children of Israel were about remembering. There was the feast of Passover, feast of unleavened bread, Feast of the first fruits, Feast of Pentecost, Feast of Trumpets, Feast of Atonement, Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of the Passover, that was God delivering the children of Israel out of Egypt, and that's something God does not want us to forget about. Jesus celebrated the Passover on His last earthly night, folks. This was thousands of years after the actual deliverance from Egypt, but God didn't want them to forget the Feast of Trumpets, which this year will be celebrated on September the 19th, according to Leviticus 23 and 24. Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial, blowing of the trumpets, a holy convocation. The Feast of the Trumpets, the trumpet was a signal for the faithful workers to start harnessing and come to the temple to worship and reflect on the goodness of God. It was a time of remembering. It was a time of praise and worship for the goodness of God. The Feast of Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks, which this year will be celebrated on May the 31st. Jewish tradition teaches us that the Feast of the Pentecost is commemoration of the giving of the law of Moses on Mount Sinai. Remembering the law because God did not want them to forget about the law. God wanted them to remember that He gave them a law. The Feast of the Tabernacles, which again will be commemorated on October the 20th, on October 2020, God wanted to celebrate the fact that He provided shelter for the Israelites in the wilderness. God realized that reflecting on the past or remembering what God has done in the past would help them with their present 
and future. I want to say that again and get your mind around this tonight. God realized that reflecting on the past or remembering what God had done in the past would help them with their present and future. So saints of the Most High God, we need to remember and we must reflect on the past. I want to take you to Exodus chapter 15 and we're going to look at verse number one as I attempt to wrap this message up tonight. I want to read a few verses because you need to hear the word of the Lord. I could summarize these, but I think it's very important that you hear them word for word so I don't miss any of the points tonight. Exodus chapter 15 and verse number one. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spoke saying, I will sing unto the Lord for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him a habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is His name. Pharaoh's chariots and His hosts hath He cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. In the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sendest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy him. Thou hast blown thy wind. The sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand, and the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy has led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength until unto thy holy habitation. Oh, thank God for his deliverance. Thank God for his power. There's something I want you to pay close attention to in these verses of scripture I read. I read them for a very specific reason. Almost all of the verb tenses in these verses are in the past tense. Verses 1 through 13, Moses and the children of Israel are looking in retrospect to the power of God. They're looking in retrospect at the deliverance of our God. When they're speaking here in verses 1 through 13, they're saying, God, this is something that you have already done. Then when we get to verse number 14, the tone changes. Look at the verb tenses that we find beginning in verse number 14 because now we're building off of the first 13 verses to start building for the future. And in verse number 14 of Exodus chapter 15, the people shall hear and be afraid. That's about the future. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Philistine. 
Why? It's about the future. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed in the future. The mighty men of Moab trembling shall hold up on them in the future. All the habitats of Canaan shall melt away. Where? In the future. Fear and dread shall fall upon them in the future. By the greatness of thy arm, they shall be as still as a stone. When? In the future. Till thy people pass over, O Lord. Till the people pass over. When? In the future which thou hast purchased. What's it about? About the past. Thou shalt bring them in. When? In the future. And plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. Hey, then in verse number 18, it says, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. There's not a question there. It is a statement. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. He was God in the Old Testament. He was God in the New Testament. Testament, and he said, God, in 2020, folks, forever and ever, my God shall reign. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Can somebody shout amen? To God be the glory for the power of the almighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Children of Israel, how can you have such a positive outlook about your future? How can you speak such words of faith about victories that shall come in the future when you haven't even conquered one city or destroyed one stronghold? How can you declare victory over the dukes of Eden, the mighty men of Moab, and all the inhabitants of Canaan when you haven't even seen them yet? You've only had one little victory, and how can you start proclaiming other victories? Why can you confidently proclaim that the Lord shall reign forever and ever? How can you make such a bold prediction? The answer is found in in verse number 16 we read and then in verse number 19 verse number 16 said fear and dread shall fall upon them in the future by the greatness of thine arm they shall be as still as a stone and it's saying hey they're going to be so stone so in, in place they're like a stone that cannot move they shall be lifeless till thy people pass over O Lord till the people pass over in the future. Hey, which thou hast purchased when? In the past. Till thy people passed over. I don't, I don't believe the church will ever be the same after 2020 uh, because we are going to a new place in God. I believe God is going to do something not only in the church, but I believe He's going to do something to our enemy. Uh, I believe He's going to stay the hand of the enemy and He's going to put up a wall that is going to help the church in our fight against the enemy. But but look at verse number 19. The horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariot and with his horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. Do you know what that's talking about? It's talking about the past. They were reflecting on the past. Why were they reflecting on the past? Because my past 
gives me hope and confidence for the future. Hear me. My past gives me hope and confidence for the future. I remember the song we used to sing. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. I remember when I watched people slain under the power of the Holy Ghost in the time of great revival. He'll do it again. I watched people get up out of wheelchairs and be healed by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He'll do it again. I've watched drug addicts be completely delivered from their addiction. He'll do it again. I've watched individuals take their addictions and throw them on the altar and never touch them again. He'll do it again. I've watched individuals that have battled with depression for their entire life. All of a sudden, God, to give him deliverance, he'll do it again. God wants us to remember how great things our God has done in the past. Why? because we are human and humans have a tendency to forget and when we forget we doubt and we're not and we're on a walk of faith not on a walk of doubt folks so church we need to remember but God realized how important it is for us to remember our past oh somebody shout amen if you agree with me tonight oh hallelujah I feel the Holy Ghost moving right now after the children of Israel had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, they're getting ready to go into the promised land. Look at what God says to them before they go forward. Somebody say, go forward. Look what he said before they went forward in Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse number 18. Thou shall not be afraid of them, but shall well remember. Everybody say, well remember. Say it again. Well remember. But thou shalt well remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh and unto all of Egypt. God is stating your memory of the greatness of God can help you with your present and with the future. It can dispel your fears and increase your faith. Mm. Folks, do you understand where they are? Do you understand where they are? Do you know where they were? I'll tell you where they were. They were right on the edge of moving into that land of promise that God had given unto them. Can I tell you the apostolic church is right on the edge of the land of promise of revival. I believe God has given us a promise. I have heard pastor after pastor tell me that God gave them the same promises about the year 2020. I believe the church is going to use the memory of these few weeks of 2020 to give us faith in our God for greater things in the future. Watch out, devil. We're about to have a great day in God and you're about to have your worst days. Brother Starks, Sparks, what's the benefit of remembering. Look at Exodus chapter 15. Exodus 15 and 20. And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and would dance. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed glorious. And the, oh, and the horse and his rider are the strength of the army because the horses and the chariots represented the strength of the army, but the horse and his rider hath he thrown 
into the sea. My God has strong, thrown the strength of the enemy into the sea and have drowned it under the power of his strength. Miriam is shouting and worshiping him about the past because it generated faith for her future. Miriam and the children of Israel did not have a clue of what the future held, but they didn't care and they weren't worried about it. Hear me, they didn't have a clue about what the future held, but they didn't worry about it because they knew who was in control of the future because if God can take us through this situation, He can do anything. Don't let your present situation or circumstance erode your faith because it will affect your praise, it will affect your worship, and it will affect your prayer. And these are all going to be needed if we're going to conquer the land of revival that God has promised to the church. I believe it is time for us to put on our thinking caps and it's time for us to remember the past. Can somebody remember when God provided your needs? Some of you don't have to remember too long ago because just in the last few days, in the last few weeks, God has been a provider to people in the church. Do you remember when God healed your body and God healed the body of someone in your family? You don't have to look back too far because God has been a healer in the last few days here at the Palace of Praise. Do you remember when God kept you mentally? God has been keeping some of you mentally in the last few days. And most of all, do you remember when God brought you out of the world of sin and saved your soul? Do you remember when you were on your way to a devil's hell, but God reached down in mercy and plucked you out and set you on this way of truth? Look at the testimony of the power of your God. Oh, hallelujah. Our God was in the control yesterday and he's in control today. So now let your memory provide you with faith for the present and for the future. So now I ask you the question again, has your God changed? Oh, has your God change. I want to stand on my two feet right now and declare so all of the world can hear me. Our God has not changed. Our God has not changed. If you believe that, can you shout out, my God has not changed. Oh, somebody, you need to shout it out nice and loud right now. My God has not change. God wants you to remember uh, Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. God is keeping His people because God has always kept His people. God is still bringing people out of sin because God brought you and I out of sin and He's still in the saving business today. I need someone that knows what God has done in your past to recognize if He did it in the past, then He's more than able to do it in our future. I believe there are some great things that are laying ahead for the church of the living God. God was telling the children of Israel, I 
have some promise for you, but you're going to have to have faith in me that I can do it in the future also. He said, hey, I made those that are there to be as stones. They couldn't do anything. They were dead, but I made you alive and you are alive, ready for the challenge. Oh, church of the living God, raise your eyes unto the hills for your help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth and all that the will therein. I asked you again, has your God changed? I hope you can proclaim right now, God has not changed and God is going to do great things in the future. Oh, hallelujah. Can we thank the Lord for what he has already done and what he's about to do? God, you are the mighty God. I thank you for keeping the church, Lord, and people throughout these last few weeks. I am thankful, God, for your hedge of protection. Thankful, God, for your strength, Lord, when we are weak. I'm thankful, oh God, that you have healed those, Lord Jesus, that have been battling physically in your in their body. I'm thankful, God, for the miracles you have worked, God, for Sister Miranda and others, Lord, that have been healed, God, and have come through this thing, Lord, victoriously, God. You are a mighty God, and you are worthy of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to encourage those that may be listening to my voice tonight. If you have never repented of your sins, uh, I encourage you to find a place of repentance. You can do it right there in your home and begin to call upon God. If you've never been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus for the remission of sins, I'm here to tell you, you need to find you an apostolic church. Find you a United Pentecostal church uh, and let them uh, baptize you in Jesus' name. Uh, And then if you've never received the greatest gift in all the world, the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's for you today. It's for you right now. All you've got to do is repent and begin to call upon God. And once you repent it, you need to enter into a time of worship to God and allow God to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, It's the greatest thing you will ever experience is the infilling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then you will have a memory. Then you will have something that you can reflect on and say, I know God can do anything because if God can save me, He can save anyone. Oh, I hope you've been encouraged tonight and I hope this word of faith will build you up. I want to let you know again that we will be having services on Truth Radio and on MyTruthRadio.com at 11 a.m. this Sunday. I know it's Easter Sunday and I wish we could be together, but we can't. So join with us. Last Sunday I preached on the message, The Door of Hope. I left out a part of that message, one little element of that message. And as Paul Harvey would say, I'm going to give you the rest of the story this Sunday. And I will be preaching on the emblem of hope this Sunday. Join with us, if you would, at 11 a.m. on Truth Radio. It's a free app that you can download on your phone or iPad. Or you can also connect online at mytruthradio.com. Until we meet again, may God bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name.
You're my refuge in the storm.